Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast, a place where we bring a new paranormal guest each episode to share their journey and experiences. My name is Esther Heron. I'm a psychic medium um, in Southern Ontario, and um, I've been practicing for about 18 months. I do uh, personal readings in my home. Visit our sponsor, The Most Gifted Psychics. Call 866-228-2883 and mention code word HAUNTING LIVE to receive 10 minutes for just $10. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Welcome to Haunting Live. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, can you just introduce yourself uh, for our audience, who you are, and a brief description of what you do? Certainly. My name is Esther Heron. I'm a psychic medium. Um in Southern Ontario. And um, I've been practicing for about 18 months. I do uh, personal readings in my home. I'm just kind of taking it day by day, seeing how things are going, trying to grow my business a little bit and get my name out there and um, connect with spirit and give lovely messages. So Great, wonderful. Thank you for taking your time out and joining us on Haunting Live. And, Thanks uh, for having me. It's wonderful to have you. And um, you're local to us, so it's even better to meet some local people out there as well. So it's always great to meet people in our community uh, that Absolutely. are doing mediumship as well. So uh, first of all, I'd like to ask you, um, what sort of drew you into mediumship? What was your draw to it? Well, in 2019, I experienced uh, quite a significant loss. And... Um, I was um, distraught. I was grieving. I didn't know where to console myself. Um, and I turned to the spiritualist church uh, in Cambridge, the uh, first spiritualist church of Galt. I was raised Roman Catholic. So this was something that was very outside of my you know, realm of like where I would go and seek comfort. I'm not a religious person in my adulthood at all. Um, but my father had passed away when I was 17 and I was really looking for some direction from him. So I started going to the spiritualist church and I started connecting with mediums there and getting some messages that made me feel better. And, um, they offered classes. So I started taking some mediumship classes. I was not very good. (laughs) I didn't know what I was doing. If I was connected, if I wasn't connected, Um, It seemed that I would only get sort of, you know, very basic messages uh, from spirit when I was in the church. So nothing ever happened. As soon as I left that building, I I was just, you know, not connected at all. And sort of over the the next little while, I started um, doing like on my healing path, you know, I was starting to do meditations and kind of get connected with myself and starting to feel better day by day. Things were getting a little bit better. And um, you know, I just sought out healers and, you know, people that did energy work and I did some journey work and I did theta healing and I did some talk therapy and, um, you know, I was just going through, through, um, sort of my journey and obviously then COVID hit, right. So, um, the church was closed. So I, you know, they moved everything online. Um, and I was still getting a lot of comfort out of going to the services and getting my messages. And then in uh, December 2021, um, I had a very, very spontaneous awakening where I couldn't really do mediumship one day. And the next day I was 
so incredibly connected to spirit that I couldn't turn it off. And my life has not been the same since. Interesting. So do you feel that going to the church kind of opened you up and connected you to that point? Like it pushed you towards that focal point that it pushed you open more? I definitely think that it opened up my channel. I think that it um, gave me an opportunity to practice in a very safe place um, around people that were um, very supportive of, of anybody's journey, right? Like everybody has to start somewhere. Um, they, they believe that um, we all have the gift of mediumship, but it's how, you know, sort of you develop it. I was never, ever connected as a child or in my young adulthood or in my adulthood. This this was very unexpected for me. Um, I was always interested in it, but I was never connected. So I never had any encounters with spirit or, you know, signs or different things that were going on that other mediums maybe would have experienced for a whole lifetime. That, that was not me. So um, I definitely think that, you know, starting to seek out the church was definitely a way to get on my path and, and to start um, sort of playing around with, with my, my gift, just not realizing how, um, how much it would have opened me up. Yeah, we all start our journey through mediumship differently. So we all start at a different point in life, whether sometimes it starts when you're younger and you have experiences or in our case, sometimes it doesn't start till later in life. Like mine as well wasn't till later in life till I was about 25. I didn't start having experiences. So okay, um, yeah, mine was later in life as well, not as a child. I think I had some as a child, but not really realized what it was. Um, yes. But definitely later on, like 20, 25, 30 is when I started more getting more experiences myself. So mm-hmm. along the same lines mm-hmm. as I guess you had. Well, I was in my 50s, so. <laughs> so yeah, a little bit long, um, yeah, longer a little for longer you. Yeah, longer than that. <laughs> Um, so it comes at different times in life. It's meant for a reason for you to have your journey start then. So um, what have you had happen since you started experiencing these experiences now? What what was the first thing that you noticed? Oh my noticed? goodness. I am extremely clairsentient. So I feel everything. Um, I could feel spirits, love, and I would start crying. I My body was vibrating and... Um, buzzing all the time I would um, be invited over to somebody's house for dinner and the whole day I didn't know what was wrong like why I was feeling so out of sorts and why I'd be crying you know I'm trying to I have a full-time job outside of this this is just something that I've you know sort of been developing and growing over the last 18 months but I I work full-time in the insurance industry so I had a, a lot of difficulty sort of regulating my emotions and the things that were happening in my body um, but I would, you know, be invited somewhere for dinner. And I'd literally be standing on the front step waiting for the person to open the door and I'd be in tears. Stuff would be coming out of my mouth that, you know, I didn't know how I knew um, things, right? So um, I would, you know, hear voices and feel people all around me all the time. But because even though I had been taking classes, um, I don't think that I was prepared for the extreme um overwhelming sensations that I was getting. So I really didn't know what to do because I had no boundaries in place. And I think I was just this open channel of energy and light for spirit to be like, Oh, there she is. There's the blue, like special down there. Let's go and, you know, 
let's go and, uh, and bug her. So, I mean, they would come to me in my sleep asking to have me get in contact with people that I hadn't seen for a long time, but I was tuning into everything because I didn't know that I could put boundaries in place, just like you would with people, of course, in your everyday life, it was the same thing. So it was, um, it was a very, very difficult journey for the first about nine months or so. Um, And then I started to kind of put some boundaries in place. And I started to practice a little bit more. And, you know, I had a ritual to open myself up and a ritual to close myself off and to get rid of the energy and, you know, um, just all the things that that you would do to protect yourself, right? Just like you would if you were going out somewhere. So, so that's how I started to get a little bit more sanity. <laughs> yeah, they can come at you when you don't want them to at the worst timing. So it's good that you learn how to um, do that to protect yourself to put those boundaries up for them. It's like, this is my time. This is not your time. You come at this time or whatever just make those boundaries between 8 a.m and 6 p.m but it's not like i mean with this with this spontaneous experience it's not like i got a guidebook that says oh when this happens turn to page eight and do this this and this you know um so i definitely had to seek out some mentors for sure and the church was very very instrumental in helping me um really you know put those boundaries in place and uh, be able to close myself up properly and open myself up properly. And um, I got a lot of direction from them and from the classes that I took because, you know, otherwise it just was totally wreaking havoc on my life. I literally was a total emotional disaster. And also thinking that I had to give off all of the information that I was getting. So there, there wasn't any, I wasn't asking people, I was just kind of saying, oh, you know, I'd be at the hairdresser and all of a sudden I've got somebody looking for his wife and he's got flowers and I know a name and, you know, he's looking, he wants to, to talk about recipes and cooking and I'm giving this information off and I'm, so I didn't have the filter either. That was the other thing because, you know, I just didn't know what I was doing, right? It was, uh, it was a very, very uh, unsettling time for me. Were you finding yourself one of those types of people that would walk up to a stranger and go, oh, by the way, this person has a message for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, not quite a stranger, total stranger, but um, I had it happen at the hairdresser. Um, and I thought it, the message was for my hairdresser. So I knew her, but not, you know, super well. Um, and then I also had some messages from people that I'd gone to high school with um, that I hadn't been in contact for a number of years. And, but again, you know, like I reached out, like I was um, nervous because not everybody, this is not mainstream. Not everybody's going to believe it. Not everybody wants to know, not everybody, some people are scared of it. Um, So it it has gone over quite well for me. Like I've been pretty well received because um, I think most people that know me know that I'm, I am a fairly, I'm grounded. I'm, you know, pretty logical. I'm like, you know, just a normal person. And all of a sudden having this complete spiritual experience, people would say to me, like, I know what's happening, what you're telling me, but the only reason I really believe it is because it's you, because I am a very honest, trustworthy person. You can't really fake it, um, I guess, or sort of bamboozle or pull the wool over people's eyes, especially because I was always have such a physical experience. Like people could see physically that, spirit was kind of taking over because I also had a lot of physical symptoms that spirit would give me. Um, So 
the more I got used to um, getting in tune with spirit and putting my boundaries in place, the, the less the physical, um, the physical ailments were happening, right? Because I was really more or less just taking on anything that spirit would give me. And the other thing too, was that I really was nervous about being judged because I always was a very grounded, responsible, you know, like not away with the fairies, right? And, um, and this, this was something that was totally out of my character. So I was also very nervous about putting myself out there to say like, listen, I have this gift. This is something that has happened very sort of spontaneously. What I say spontaneously, like I was practicing, I was healing, I was doing all of these things, but to go from sort of a, a basic level to like an extreme level, like overnight, really, that's how it happened. Um, I was really nervous about being judged and people thinking differently of me, right? Because it isn't mainstream. So, and how do you tell somebody all of a sudden that you know things about them that you shouldn't know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So. The paranormal can happen at any time. So that's why our Etsy store is always open. Get your paranormal items from cleansing to protection to attraction. All available now on our Etsy store. Search Haunting Live. Yeah, a lot of people have that fear, especially when they're younger and they start getting these abilities. They don't want to come out with that ability to their family or their friends right away. They're afraid of how others will see them. Yes. Uh, but you kind of had that experience later in life. Maybe that's why that happened to you such later in life, because you already had that foundation before you got into mediumship. So it's, That's very possible. I want to go back for a second to the church. How some more details about it. Like how did they help you prepare and sort of get ready for that experience? How did they sort of help they you? They taught me um, how to um, properly open my, myself up, uh, open up my channel and my energy by, by praying. Um, they taught me how to close off properly. They taught me to call in always for the highest intention and the greatest good. So um, I was, really connecting with with spirit and energies that I wanted to bring through. Um, they also taught me that I didn't have to say everything that came to me. They did, I didn't have to entertain every spirit that came to me. Um, they taught me to, you know, say I'm only going to take messages from, you know, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. or on Saturday from 10 to 4, you know, whatever my boundaries were. Um, but very firmly and very kindly, um, and lovingly to, to really put everything in place to protect myself, because I don't have to be an open vessel for a spirit to really deplete me. And also that um, it was important for um, me to have an energy exchange, because I would always be very depleted when I would be around certain people. Um, and I was giving off so much information. And because it was so new, and it was so different, and it was something that totally was out of my character, people you know, my close family and friends were just absolutely fascinated and in awe of what was happening, as was I, but I was absolutely depleted. So I would be connected for, you know, two, three, four hours at a time, but I wasn't getting any kind of energy exchange in return. And I never felt that I was worth because I wasn't sort of like a born medium, or I didn't have so many years of experience. So I didn't really feel that I should be charging people for my readings. So I was giving a lot of energy for free, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, for sure. You're not sort of um, situated yet into your situation. You're sort of feeling your way through still, being new to it, right? You don't know which direction to kind of go. The spirits are pulling you each way they want exactly. to. So just into into doing so, like mm. you know little readings on the side, sort of you know type of thing, or like going to wellness fairs, or you know trying to build a little bit of a clientele, right? I just I just felt compelled. Um, and I knew that I had to be connected to people to give messages. And I kept getting propelled forward as much as I tried to resist it. It just kept happening and kept happening and kept happening. So I was like, okay, I better be taking these signs and, and doing something a little bit more with it, putting myself out there. How do you feel now a days that you have more experience under your belt? Do you feel that? You sort of capture it more or is yeah, it kind of still it, new to you? It's still new. I, I honestly, um, I connect with spirit every single day. I, I, I do um, a meditation every day called sitting in the power. Um, and that is, it's very much a spiritualist church um, sort of technique, I guess, uh, where I am connected to my own personal power and my solar plexus, but I'm also connected to spirit and I can kind of blend the two energies together. I feel that that's very important. And it is important for medium development, for sure. Um, but that is a daily practice for me. Um, and, I, you know, it's just a confidence thing. It, it grows confidence in, my, in myself. I start to get messages now when I'm in my meditation, doing my sitting in the power. Um, and I really started putting myself out there sort of in September, October of last year. So it hasn't been very long. You know, I have, of course, I'm nervous at every, every time, you know, I have a reading booked and I'm waiting for the client to come. And I always say to spirit, please show up for me. But really what I think I'm asking is that I show up for myself, right? I, I don't know why I doubt spirit, but I think it's just a faith in myself that I don't want to disappoint the person that's arriving for a reading that I want to do a good job for them, that I want to represent spirit um, in an authentic way. I'm very, very um, cognizant of being authentic. That's why I really like the person-to-person -person contact and that intimacy that you have with somebody, especially when you're you're dealing with somebody that's grieving and that is um, really, or they're looking for answers or they're looking for that connection. Um, and it very much reminds me of what I was looking for when I first started on this journey. Let's continue your journey now. Um, speaking of day-to-day -day clients, how have you been handling your day-to-day -day clients? Have you found it easier now that you sort of have some more experience? Have you found them open to what you have to say? Yes, I have been very, very lucky to have wonderful, wonderful people connect with me. Um, a lot of my readings are done through referrals, like word of mouth. I don't really do a lot of advertising. I do a little bit, but I don't, I'm not on Facebook doing like free live readings and stuff like that. I just really prefer the, the one-on-one -on -one contact. So um, I just like to work on referrals. I do have a website and I do, you know, a little bit of social media, but not a whole lot. Um, and I just find that, um, you know, I have been very well received. I mean, of course I've had readings where it hasn't gone exactly to plan or, you know, somebody is expecting to connect with their loved one and, you know, as, as you know, as a medium, and I know myself now that I can't conjure up who is going to arrive at the reading and show themselves, right. Um, and I, I really just have to believe that the people that come are, are meant to meant to be there. Um, and we always get what we, we need, not always what we want. So 
but it's, it's been going very, very well so far. Great. Yeah. Spirits have a way of doing that. They kind of get their way usually anyway. So absolutely. I, um, I had a bit of a, of a difficult experience with the client, the very first, not, not the very first reading that I had, but the first time that somebody came through that the client didn't want. I do always ask people um, if they're expecting to connect with one of their loved ones or the, the, you know, like, what are they expecting out of the reading? That's one of the questions that I ask people. And um, I was always thinking at it from a positive perspective. And um, this one particular reading I had, somebody came through that that this woman did not want to hear from. And that just never crossed my mind. So now I know based on that experience, because it, it was a very... Um, I took it very personally. I was very upset for her that she, I brought somebody through that she didn't want to connect with. I also felt a little bit duped a little bit, I guess, or bamboozled by spirit that they would present themselves in a way um, that was not the way that she remembered them to be. So it was definitely a learning experience for me. But now I ask the question and I say, if there's somebody that comes through that you don't want to hear from, this is your reading. So, um, you know, by all means, you have to speak up and let me know, because I do have the, the ability to be able to shut that down and just ask them to step aside. And um, that's also very empowering as well, because not all the time is it always going to be, you know, um, everything positive, right? Even though you set those intention, um, there's going to be things that come through that are going to be heavy on your heart and that are going to make you feel sad, right? So not everybody wants to experience that. Yeah, plus you never know what's been happening in your client's life until they start talking to you about what they do want. Maybe they just had a tragedy that happened and they don't want to let you know something bad happened, right? So you never know. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, Can you share any more stories about your clients? Maybe something interesting or funny that happened or something that happened when you're trying to connect? connect the spirit or um well I, I as I mentioned earlier I had um when I first started I was having very physical experiences with spirit so um a lot of the evidence that would come through would be physical symptoms and um one is um when somebody has no teeth it's like an older person that has come through like a grandparent or whatever and all of a sudden I want to start talking like I you know that I have no teeth and it's something that I can't stop myself from doing I know that I'm doing it but I literally start talking like that like it's something that just comes over me I've had somebody's come through that they had dentures and the dentures didn't fit properly in their mouth and when I started talking all of a sudden I was talking like this because I felt like my teeth were falling out of my mouth and the woman says to me oh my god that's my father and his dentures never fit properly and I I could literally feel the dentures falling out of his mouth when he was talking. I have had somebody come through that had a stroke and the whole left side of my body was completely paralyzed and I kept falling over on my chair. Um, and my friend who I was with, it was her uncle-in-law that had come through and she pushed me up and she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't stay upright. Like I literally was paralyzed. So not that that's a funny thing to have a stroke, but it's funny when you see somebody that doesn't have a stroke, but you've got all the symptoms, right? So I've had spirit come through that's had COPD that I couldn't catch my breath. Um, somebody that's, you know, oxygen. So I'm constantly, you know, touching my nose. Um, 
all kinds of, of physical experience. It's not as bad now as it was when, um, when it, when I first started, you know, work, working with the spirit, but it was, it was very, very odd because, and then as soon as the, the sitter took it, the information, then it would go away. So it only would last for a few moments, but it was definitely evidence that was coming through. So instead of them telling me what they physically look like or that I could see a vision of them, they would bring through a physical ailment. You're talking about that earlier too, about you'd feel physical symptoms. So is that what you were meant before where you would you'd feel things as they would feel them or um, you would know something's happening because something physical happened? Not that I would necessarily know, like in my head, I would know that they maybe had a stroke or MS or COPD or, you know, that they had a trach, for example. Um, but that I literally would like all of a sudden be gagging or that I would fall over and then I'd be like, oh my God, at first I didn't know what was happening. And then as it ha- started happening more and more, then I realized that it, this is evidence that spirit's showing me because it's something that's so undeniable. I've even had people say, um, because I do work with my eyes closed a lot and because I do face-to-face readings, the, the the energy, they can see my face, they can see my coloring, they can see my body language, the sitter. So I've even had people actually say to me that I've morphed into what their loved one looks like. So all of a sudden, I've taken on the look of somebody's mother, or I've taken on the look of somebody's father. And it's maybe my facial expressions, or not that I'm I'm still me, but they, they said they've never seen anything like that before. I've, I've, asked, I've had people ask me if they could videotape me. Um, which I, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel it's, um, it's, it doesn't last long enough for, for it to be like, I don't know, I guess it's maybe a trance or something or a channeling or maybe more. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what term it would be. The closest thing I can think of is trans channeling. It's your body taking the form of another person, the energy of it. So your facial features, your nose, your eyes, your chin would the cheeks would change to that physical yeah. features. So yeah, I think it's more along the lines of trans channeling. Yes. But yeah, um, so that that has happened um, as well. But again, it was more in the in the beginning when I was more a newbie, I guess, like, not that I'm not a newbie now, because I am still a newbie, but that I think spirit was like, wow, we really have somebody that has no idea what she's doing. So we're just gonna, you know, well, it helps you too, right? It helps you confirm as confirmation what you're doing is proper. What, well, not really proper, but it's correct connection to spirit that you have, yes. right? So it's a confirm- confirmation for you that it is happening. So, um, Absolutely. how do you, or what would you recommend to people that are new to this that maybe are experiencing the same things that you started experiencing? What would you say to somebody that's new, new like yourself? Yes. New mediums? Yes. Boundaries. Huge. Um, having a a proper opening and closing ritual, um, calling in everything for the highest intention. It's okay to play with it because there are lots of fun aspects about it, but it's a very serious thing to be conjuring or connecting with spirit. It has to be done properly. And you don't know what you don't know until, that's why I think it's important to work with a mentor and to work with people that know what they're doing because you can open yourself up to all kinds of real chaos and heartache if you if you don't sort of go through the proper channels, you know. That's why I still, even now, even after 18 months of, you know, this sort of happening, I still go to classes. I still 
I'm connected with people that can guide me on my spiritual journey because I have things happen that I, you know, I don't know, like, what would you do in this situation? Or what would you do in that situation? And, you know, what, what do you think spirit is trying to tell me there? It's nice to be able to have sort of like-minded people um, that you can bounce these ideas off of and, and learn and hone your skill, really, right? So that would be my, my biggest thing is to find a mentor and to have boundaries. Yeah, definitely for anybody. I think anybody that's been doing it for a long time, I think they still need boundaries and practice all the time. Absolutely. And yeah, for sure. So yeah. how can somebody contact you if they're interested in a face-to-face reading with you? Um, they can reach me. They can reach out through my website, um, which is esterpsychicmedium.com. Um, also my email, which is esme6mediumship at gmail.com. Okay, great. We'll put that up in the video and in the description on our channel once we get it posted. So um, thank you very much. Anything else you'd like to add before we go? Thank you, Trevor. It's been been a pleasure talking to you. And I thank you so much for the invite, for coming in and the opportunity to talk about my gift. Yeah, it's been awesome to have you on and meet you as well. And uh, especially since you're local, it's great to meet you. Hopefully we'll have uh, some connection in the future as well. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you miss one of our episodes replay your episodes on rhode island broadcasting wednesdays at 10 p.m est show your support for haunting live by supporting our broadcast partner rhode island broadcasting find them on youtube the paranormal can happen at any time so that's why our etsy store is always open Get your paranormal items from cleansing to protection to attraction. All available now on our Etsy store. Search Haunting Live.